Hello, and welcome to The Daily Poem. I'm Heidi White, and today is Monday, May 3rd. And today I'm going to read for you a poem by American poet Chase Twitchell. She was born in 1950, and she studied at the prestigious Iowa Writers Workshop, where she got her master's in fine arts. She's written several volumes of poetry, and today's poem is called Cloud of Unknowing, and this is how it goes. In spring, the apple and cherry trees are clouds in twenty shades of pink, yet always behind them a vaster radiance flares. What I see, I see through drifts and veils. There must be cloud in me, too. Snow is a cloud of distracting beauty. It's tiny, sharp flowers aloft with weights they can't bear. Each question must have a body. I know my body. So what is my question? Who speaks to me out of the blossoming cloud? This poem is only 10 lines long. It's written in two stanzas and plus the title, of course. Uh, and yet within those 10 lines and the title, uh, there is just a very rich interplay of imagery and illusion that create a profound meditation on human spirituality. Uh, so I'm going to point out a few things about the poem and then... And then leave you to reflect on its riches. Uh, so first, let's start with the title, Cloud of Unknowing. That's not just the title of this poem. Uh, it's also a reference or an allusion to uh, a book, to a spiritual guide on contemplative prayer that was written in the late Middle Ages uh, in the second half of the 14th century. It's an anonymous text on Christian mysticism. And this is interesting, actually, to connect with the particular poet. Uh, Chase Twitchell is a practicing Buddhist. Uh, she practices Zen Buddhism. Uh, and although Zen Buddhism and Christian mysticism are very different from each other, there's many, many points in which they do not connect. And that's important to say. And yet there's also some points of resemblance. And, and Chase Twitchell is pointing out here, even in the title, before we even start, she's pointing out uh, that she is going to speak about human spirituality and the search for divine reality through a particular lens. Both Zen Buddhism and Christian mysticism advocate for an approach to divine reality that's founded on a humble posture of contemplation uh, rather than as, as contrasted with uh, simply an intellectual approach. And that is particularly conducive not only to poetry, but also to prayer. Uh, and, and that's a very profound connection for Chase Twitchell to make here. She's going to compare the experience of looking at various kinds of clouds in the natural world uh, with the search for significance, the search for human spirituality, the search for truth, the search for divine reality. Uh, and she's advocating all already within the title, an approach of mystery and of unknowing, a posture of contemplation rather than an attempt to intellectually understand the spiritual mysteries of life, uh, the character and the works of God, rather than just trying to grasp those things intellectually, she's saying, what if we approach that through a cloud of unknowing? Uh, and so, as I mentioned before, there are two stanzas in this poem of five lines each. And the first stanza talks about, and both stanzas uh, present a cloud image through a concrete experience in nature. Uh, the first stanza talks about the cloud that's formed on flowering trees. It says, the apple and cherry trees 
are clouds and 20 shades of pink. Uh, and all of us are probably picturing within our own minds that particular image in nature. We've all stumbled somehow upon a beautiful flowering tree in the spring covered with white or pink flowers and just been so moved by its beauty. Uh, and, and that the beauty of that particular cloud is leading the narrator into a contemplation of spirituality. And she's meditating then on the paradox of that. How can something that obscures a cloud also be something that reveals a mystery of life? The second stanza uh, references a different kind of cloud, the cloud of snow. She says, snow is a cloud of distracting beauty. It's tiny, sharp flowers aloft with weight they can't bear. So just as the tree was flowering in the first stanza, now we have snow flowering in the second stanza. Uh, And so these clouds have life to them. They produce flowers. Um, and, And again, we have this mystery of how can something that hides also be something that reveals. And this is one of the great paradoxes of seeking for spiritual truth, isn't it? Uh, that that the more we the more we search, the more we realize what we don't yet know. And yet somehow that's a pilgrimage that is revealing truth to us throughout our human life. It's only the very arrogant or the very young that think that they know everything, right? For us, the more that we see in the world, the more that we contemplate, the more we realize we don't know, the more we are surrounded by a cloud, a flowering cloud. Uh, And the cloud is flowering because in spite of the fact that many things are hidden from us, many things remain mysteries of human life, yet we're also moving forward in our pilgrimage to find truth. That in itself is a great truth that we don't yet know everything. Um, And so in that way, she's connecting the spiritual practices of Eastern mysticism with the spiritual practices of Christian mysticism. Uh, And through that cloud of unknowing, we begin to know on a much deeper, more profound level. Uh, And these final lines are really lovely. Um, Each question must have a body. Each question must manifest in the world in some way, right? It cannot just remain in our minds. It must make some kind of physical imprint or come out of some physical experience in the world. And she says, then, I know my body. So what is my question? If I am a body, she seems to be saying, then by definition, I must have some sort of question for the universe to answer in some way. Uh, And instead of, again, she just underlines her point with this final line uh, that an approaching truth, it must be with a posture of humility and contemplation rather than intellectual answers. And here's how she hammers that home. It's that her final line is a question. Uh, She says, I know my body, so what is my question? And then she answers her question with a question. Who speaks to me out of the blossoming cloud? I just really love that. I love that so, so much uh, that she ends her contemplation of mystery with an even deeper mystery, right? Who is it that's speaking to her? Why is she having this mystical experience with these two different clouds? Uh, Is it that someone is speaking to her? And if so, who? Uh, and, And so the question is, Um, the question is a question. The mystery of life 
is a question. And I'm kind of stumbling all over my words here. And that's because this is so profound, this idea of this human spirituality, this search for meaning, uh, the search for divine reality, the search for God uh, always ends with a question. And yet in that question, there's a very profound experience of faith uh, that says, I am indeed in a cloud of unknowing. And yet within this cloud, I am closer the, to the truth uh, than, you know, than I've ever been. I just really love that. Uh, so here it is one more time, Cloud of Unknowing by Chase Twitchell. In spring, the apple and cherry trees are clouds in 20 shades of pink, yet always behind them, a vaster radiance flares. What I see I see through drifts and veils. There must be cloud in me, too. Snow is a cloud of distracting beauty. It's tiny, sharp flowers aloft with weight they can't bear. Each question must have a body. I know my body. So what is my question? Who speaks to me out of the blossoming cloud? This has been The Daily Poem, produced by Goldberry Studios, post-production by Logan Green. I'm Heidi White. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back tomorrow with another poem.